I will go ahead and say up front, it's a different day. Um, uh, it's a special service in many ways, and I think you'll see as the service unfolds. Uh, but I kind of go ahead and give you a snapshot of what normally our Sunday services look like. Uh, normally, I teach and preach through a book of the Bible. And uh, we just finished up the book of Hebrews, which we spent um, a year and a half plus, depends on who you ask. Um, <laughs> but we go line by line and verse by verse, and I think it's a great way to study God's Word because it allows you at home as well to continue to read, and, and, and the Spirit of God works on us where we are as we go through this book. Uh, we're taking a break um, at this point, doing a few topical studies over the summer, and uh, we will try and pick up a new book study. Uh, we actually rotate from the New Testament to the Old Testament, and so our next book study will be in the Old Testament, Lord willing. So uh, that's sort of an idea of the pulpit ministry that goes on here at Community Baptist Church. also want to make sure, if you are visiting with us today, please, 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 if you did not receive a welcome pack, we have a welcome pack for you. Uh, and if I could have one of my ushers to make sure and check the table at some point uh, to make sure we've got some on the table on your way out in the foyer, please grab one of those. I would love it if you would take time to just go ahead and fill out the little card, visitor card inside. That way we have a record of your being here. And you can just leave that on the table before you go today. And then that way we'll be able to email you, uh, let you know other events that are coming up. And so we certainly appreciate you getting that. Plus, there's information that's very helpful to you about who Community Baptist Church is. So if you've never gotten one of those, please, before you leave today, grab one of those in the foyer on the way out. Um, another thing that's a little different about today in our service, uh, it's a special, special day here. Every day is a special day at Community Baptist Church, I think, but today there's just something a little extra with it. Uh, we are observing the Lord's table. If you're visiting here today and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, we invite you to partake with us. Uh, we would love for you to have part in this because you are part of the body of Christ. Um, if you're a visitor we, and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, then I would ask you to reflect on what is this about? What are we doing? What, what does this represent? And hear the message uh, this morning as we explain. Uh, also, too, following this, we have, a, uh, we have our new members who are joining today, and so we'll extend an invite to those who've completed uh, the new members class. And so, we, again, just kind of give you an idea of how we do things at Community Baptist Church. If this is where God's leading you, we actually love to take folks through a class. It helps them to understand who we are and helps us get to know them. And uh, we've completed that, and so you'll see some folks coming forward at the end of service to join uh, here at the church. And that's exciting for us as well. And then to close out the morning, uh, we have a baptism service. So when I say it's a special day today, I'm telling you, my heart is full, it's bubbling over. I hope and pray that's an encouragement to you because it's a testimony to what God is doing. And guys, God is at work. He is very much at work, at work in our hearts and in this, in this time in which we live. I know when you turn on the TV and everything's dark and it's gloomy, but let me just tell you, God is still on the throne, amen? He has not been moved. He is in full control and we can rejoice with those of us who know Him. And so we invite you to know Him today if you don't. Take your Bibles. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. If you need a Bible, there should be a Bible in the pew in front of you. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And since we're going to be observing the Lord's Supper today, uh, we want to kind of explain what this is about and look at it from what the Scripture has to say. Now, I will warn you, uh, my, my average sermons are not 
<laughs> How do I say this? My people, you understand where I'm going. My average sermons are a little lengthy. This one is a short one today, all right, because we've got a lot to do. I know, amen. They love me. Just saying, just saying. That doesn't mean you're getting out early, Carlton. It just means the sermon's short, right? Okay. With that said, let's dive in and see what the Lord does have in store for us. Notice if you would, in 1 Corinthians, um, uh, yes, chapter 11, and our text today is in verse 23 through 34. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread, or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Father, I pray this morning that you will give me clarity of thought. Lord, I pray that the hearts of the listener would be open and that we would receive your truth. And Lord, I ask that today Jesus Christ be exalted that everything that takes place here this morning will draw our hearts to you, recognizing that you're a God who loves us and gave himself for us. And so, Lord, may our hearts truly look to you today. Be our teacher. Lead us and guide us in all that's done for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We talk about the Lord's Supper as we are this morning. But I want to tell you about a, a little story called The Gratitude Lunch. And this is an article that was written in Today in the World, November 14th, 1993. And in that article, The Gratitude Lunch had this to say. Three times a month, Jermaine Washington and Michelle Stevens get together for what they call a gratitude lunch. With good reason. Washington donated a kidney to Stevens, whom he described as just a friend. They met at work where they used to have lunch together. One day, Michelle wept as she spoke about waiting on a kidney donor list for 11 months. She was being sustained by kidney dialysis, but suffered chronic fatigue and blackouts 
and was plagued by joint pain. Because Washington couldn't stand the thought of watching his friend die, he gave her one of his kidneys. When you've got something great to be thankful for, having a gratitude lunch is a great way to celebrate. Now, some of you may can relate to that story of a gratitude lunch. But can I say we can all relate who are believers in Jesus Christ the gratitude supper, the Lord's Supper. When we reflect on the story of what this represents, guys, those of us who've come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have much to be grateful for. We have much to be thankful for when we consider the sacrifice that was given on our behalf. We've been studying through the book of Hebrews, and one thing that we, we should have learned through our study is that the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and all of its types and shadows were simply to point us to the coming of Jesus Christ. And Christ fulfilled those things. The Old Covenant has been done away with. It's been fulfilled. Christ fulfilled it. And He offers a new covenant in His blood, in His sacrifice at Calvary. The Bible makes it clear. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not a one of us in this room that's not in need of the grace of God. And for those of us who have by faith turned from their sin to receive that gift, to receive that sacrifice that He offers us, you talk about a gratitude, uh, a gratitude supper. When we come to this table today, may our hearts rejoice. May we be thankful at the mercy, at the goodness of God. Not only did He want to give you life and life abundantly, He offers us eternal life. And so, as we come to the table today, as we go through this, I want us to, to approach it with an attitude of gratitude. A little background um, on uh, the story of the Lord's Supper, you know, the, the day in which it took place, in which Christ in the upper room, when He instituted this, uh, which, by the way, this is awesome because today the two ordinances in the New Testament we're observing today. The Lord's table and baptism. Those are the two ordinances that He left with the church to continue to do until His return. But consider this background to the Lord's Supper. The Passover was the most sacred feast of the Jewish religious year. It commemorated the final plague on Egypt when the firstborn of the Egyptians died and the Israelites were spared because of the blood of the lamb that was sprinkled on their doorposts. The lamb was then roasted and eaten with unleavened bread. God's command was that throughout the generations to come, the feast would be celebrated. And by the way, you can read this in Exodus 12. Some of you have you know, seen the old Charleston Heston movie. Let me just tell you, it's based on a true story. Read it. Just saying. It's in Exodus 12. But you think about that Exodus, and you think about that blood from the lamb on the doorpost. And we fast forward to the time of Christ, and during the Last Supper, a Passover celebration. Jesus took a loaf of bread, gave thanks to God, and He broke it and gave it to His disciples, and He said, This is My body given for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. 
In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Luke 22, 19-21. He concluded the feast by singing a hymn, Matthew 26, 30, and they went out into the night to the Mount of Olives. It was there that Jesus was betrayed as predicted by Judas. The following day he was crucified. The elements of the table, the bread, represents his body. Christ willingly laid down his life because we have a sin debt that we couldn't pay. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He offered himself. Born of a virgin, lived a sinless life. No one took his life. He laid it down for you, for me. Through his shed blood, there's forgiveness of sin. And he proved, guys, that he is the only way. He said he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. He proved that by not only dying for our sin, being buried... But three days later, rising from the grave, victorious over death, and has ascended to the right hand of the Father and has sat down, it is finished. We don't work for our salvation. We don't earn our salvation. We can never be good enough. We can never do enough. This does not save you. That baptism does not save you. It's the finished work of Jesus Christ. He paid it. He paid it all. It's paid in full. He offers it to us. And if you've never by faith received that, our invite to you today is respond. Respond in, in saving faith. Put your trust in what Christ has offered you. Put your trust in His completed work at Calvary. And He makes you a promise. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I invite you today, call upon Him. There's only one name given under heaven amongst men by which to be saved. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. And one day, at the name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. So the Lord's Supper, we see this here. And we see this in our text. And so let's take... Three quick things, and I'm not going to go in depth like I normally would. I'm just going to try to kind of brush through these. Notice, if you would, verse 24. Three takeaways. Verse 24, it says here that, um, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When we come to the table today, we need to remember what God has done for us. Remember the sacrifice that, that He has paid on our behalf. So one of the things that we do when we come here in a little while, when we take a pause and before taking of the elements, we want to we remember. Now, we're not like how the Catholics teach, transubstantiation. Many of you have heard this term. Many of you don't know what I'm talking about. Transubstantiation, which the Catholics teach, they actually teach that this element, this bread becomes the actual body of Christ in some miraculous way and, and that that's 
part of the grace offered in, in your salvation. No, 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 no. That's not what the Bible teaches, guys. This is, this is symbolic of his body. It's not his actual flesh. So no, we're not cannibals, right? No flesh eating here today. This is representation. But he said when we do this, we need to do this in remembrance. Remembering the sacrifice. Remembering that it was, though no bone was broken, he was so disfigured upon the cross, he was unrecognizable. My sin did that to him. Your sin did that to him. We need to remember the sacrifice. Notice what verse 26 also tells us. We're to proclaim. Verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink. Here you see again, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. Guys, this morning, this gathering is a proclamation to the unbelieving world that Jesus Christ died for our sin, rose again, and is coming for His bride. The Lord's return is soon. He will fulfill His word. He has fulfilled all of His promises prior to. He will fulfill the promises of the latter days. Jesus Christ is coming again for those who put their faith and trust in Him. And every time we take the Lord's table, we're proclaiming it. I believe this. I believe this with my whole heart. I believe that Jesus died for my sin and rose again. That's what this does when we do this. It's a symbolic act, again, that looks to the sacrifice and remembrance of what, he, what He's done in the past, but it also proclaims His future coming. And so as believers, that's why we continue to observe the Lord's Supper. As believers, why would we not proclaim? You know, this word that's used here in the Greek, it, it gives the idea to, to announce what would happen oftentimes before a king would come into a city. Someone, the heralders, not the heralds, but the heralders would come into the town and they would... A little better trumpet than that. Probably more like Carlton's. But anyway, and, and they, would, they would herald though. They would lift their voice to proclaim, the king is coming. The king is coming. When we take this today, we're saying with our life, the King is coming. The King is coming. And our lifestyle and the way we live and our voice when we speak to others and we live out our faith because faith is meant to be lived out. It proclaims the King is coming. I believe the Gospel I believe the good news of Jesus Christ. And so this is an important time. Not only do we uh, uh, remember and proclaim, we also examine. And this is very important. This is the last point here. Examine. Notice, if you would, in verse 27 and following. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 
For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself for discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you and many are asleep, dead. It's not like sleep when I'm preaching and you guys doze off. It's dead. Uh, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chastened by the Lord. And that should take your memory back to Hebrews and how whom the Lord loves, He chastens. That we may not be condemned with the world. One of the things that we're going to do in a moment, in just a moment, is we're going to quietly reflect and pray and we're going to remember the sacrifice. And we're going to celebrate in proclamation in our hearts of gratitude for what, for not, for, not only for what Christ has done for us, but also for His coming, that He's coming again. But we also need to take very seriously, and let me say this with strong caution because it's in the Scriptures, that if there is any sin that you're harboring in your life, if there's a practice of a lifestyle of sin in your heart and you know it, then I encourage you, do not partake in an unworthy manner. But let me give you some good news, guys. God says, as a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, 1 John 1, 9, that if you confess your sin, if you confess your sin, He's willing to meet you with grace. If you confess your sins, He will forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And so in a moment when we bow our hearts, we're going to all have to do a self-examination. We're going to have to ask God, search me, try me. Is there any way within me that's not becoming of a follower of a Christ? And if so, then Lord, let me lay that down and ask His forgiveness. And He promises you He will give you His grace. And it is sufficient. Satan will love to sit on your shoulder and condemn you, but whom God has forgiven, you're forgiven. There's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so rejoice in knowing that your sins are forgiven because God cannot lie and He's made you that promise. Confess those sins. For some, maybe here this morning, maybe you're not a believer in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul warns and says, look, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And if you're not in the faith, if you've never come to that point of repentance and faith in Christ then I beg you in the closing moment in the quietness of where you are in your heart because God hears, simply ask and by faith receive. Jesus promises that if you come to Him, He will not cast you out. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so I encourage you and invite you to turn to Him today if you do not know Him and ask Him to forgive you of your sin to receive by faith Christ as your Lord and Savior. He says in John, to as many as receive Him, to them He gives the right to become the children of God. The Lord's Supper. Remember? claim and examine. This is a picture and you will see in following the, the picture in baptism of His death, burial, 
and resurrection. And we see and remember His body broken, His blood shed in the elements of the table for our forgiveness of sin. And in partaking and participating, our life proclaims that we believe this. We are believers in Jesus Christ. We are followers of Jesus Christ. And I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. And so examine yourself. If you're a believer, we invite you to partake. If you're not a believer, we invite you to become one. We invite you to receive the greatest gift you could ever receive. Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, thank You. Thank You for Your grace. Thank You for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that in just a moment, as we begin to move forward in partaking of the Lord's table, that we'll do so in remembrance and proclamation and examination. And that we'll do it with an attitude of gratitude. Thank you. Thank you, though we are unworthy, Christ has made us worthy. And so, Lord, be with us as we observe in obedience that which you've called us to for your glory and for your namesake. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask my deacons, if they would, to come forward at this time. As they make their way forward again, I invite you, if you are a visitor and you're a member of the body of Christ, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we want you to take of this. And again, if you... um, Should so desire to pass, that's okay. Um, And so we invite whoever would like to be a part that's a part of the family of God to take part in this today. Let's just take just a couple of moments uh, as our pianist plays and let's just spend some time in remembrance, proclamation, and examination.
as our deacons come forward, let's ask that we continue in a prayerful attitude. And as the elements are distributed, the bread, which represents the body of Christ, that will reflect upon the sacrifice that was made at Calvary. I'm going to ask Pastor Dean to thank the Lord for the bread. Father, we are grateful today, eternally grateful, forever, for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, as Scripture teaches us, bore our sins in His own body on the cross. As we partake of the element today of the bread, let us be reminded that his body was broken, crucified for us, for our sin, and before him we stand complete this hour. So let us proclaim the gospel of the death of Christ for our sins. In his name, amen. Amen.
Lord Jesus, on the same night in which He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I'm going to ask Pastor Nate, if he would, thank the Lord for the cup. God, we thank you so much for loving us and choosing to come and pay the penalty for our sin. We thank you for this time of communion and specifically for your blood that was spilt on the cross. To, to take our place and to pay that penalty that, that we deserve to pay. But you loved us to, to do that instead so that we could have a relationship with you. And God, I thank you for this time that we can remember what you did for us and we can proclaim it to the world that they can also have a relationship with you through the blood of Christ. Pray all of this in
In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Gentlemen, you can have a seat, please. Thank you. The Bible says that um, after the uh, Lord's Supper, they sang a hymn and went out. And we will sing a hymn in just shortly, in just a bit, and send you out. But before you do, we want to transition to another part uh, of our service, special service this morning. And so at this time... Uh, I'm going to give our, our members, our new members finishing up class time to gather their children, and uh, they are going to uh, make their way up front. Before they do, though, let me just say, uh, this has been a real, uh, just a great class. They're all good. I love every class is different and unique. Um, I kind of went back and revamped and revisited some of the material and information, because I feel like it's a very important responsibility for us as a church to communicate to those potential uh, new members who we are, what we believe, why we believe it. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it, like you want to know before you marry someone, right, who they are. <laughs> you, I don't think you just showed up at the altar and said, I do. Now, maybe some of you did. I don't know if there's any arranged marriages in the house, but anyway. So it's sort of the get-to-know-you dating, if you would. And look, we've had folks come through the new members class and at the end of it say, you know, I, I just don't think this is where God would have me. And that's okay. It's better to find that out then than becoming um, married, if you will, and finding that afterwards. And so, again, if you're visiting with us, I want to take the moment to say we would love for you to get to know us. And um, I, I do believe God has brought you here. For many of you, it may be for the baptism today. Uh, for others, it may be other reasons that God led you here. But you're here. And so uh, I trust the Lord to lead in your heart and your life as to where He would have you. But I can say this, on behalf of Community Baptist Church, we would love to have you. So keep that in mind. Uh, somebody's alarm's going off. You might want to hit that. Here. Yep, there you go. Um, is that my car? Maybe it is. 